Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. It's the players' day off, but the coaches are in the building drawing up their plans, making their machinations to take on the dreaded Dallas Cowboys. And the return of Mike McCarthy to Lambeau Field. Obviously, that'll be spoken about, talked about, written about, pontificated on all throughout the week. Um, talked a little bit about Mike yesterday. I don't want to belabor the point, but it's very, very cool to see him coming back, riding on a high um, in charge of a very, very good Dallas Cowboys team. It's going to be a great challenge, as Matt would say, uh, for these Packers to take on the Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau Field on Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, if you are in town, if you're going to the game, if you're going to be around town prior to the game, make sure you head over to the Plaza Pit Stop there at the Rush Center. That's right. The Plaza Pit Stop is serving Carry the G, the official beer of Cheesehead TV. And if you get there three hours prior to kickoff, you'll see Corey Banky, my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV. If you're a Patreon member or a Carry the G Club member, just show Corey on your phone and he'll buy you a can of Carry the G. That's right. Carry the G at the Plaza Pit Stop this Sunday, three hours prior to kick. Be there, folks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you guys can all make it out. Say hi to Corey. Even if you're not there, the Corey window, this is three hours before. If you just, anytime, anytime pregame, they're serving carry the G. So hopefully we get a little vibe going at Lambeau. Get a reclaim second half of the year. New slate. Let's go. Because God knows this five-game losing streak. I, I can't, I can't do much more of this. I, I can't do it, people. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. I did like want to give Mickey a shout out here for the pre-stream comment because I said the title of the stream is At a Crossroads and Mickey says Holmgren way and Mike McCarthy way the best crossroad. Well played there, bud. Well played. Uh, we got Vex starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? He's a starting quarterback. He's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks. Devondre Campbell on Jordan Love. Time for the future to take priority. I love that people have like gone completely almost kind of crazy about this quote, but let's slow down a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's his teammate, and he's he's gassing him up, and he's really likes what he sees. I, I no 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 doubt about it. But Devondre Campbell's an inside linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. He is not the general manager. He's not a member of the personnel staff, pro or college. Um, let's you know, it's I I love it, man. I love it. I, I'm happy to hear it. It's great, but that doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's not like. Well, Devondre said he looks really good. We should uh, give him a start here. Like, that ain't going to happen. Um, there's a lot of layers to that. It's one of the reasons, though, I will say <sighs> that I was ready to turn the page this past offseason. Because, you know, it, look, however he looks in practice, scout team, whatever, none of that means a whole heck of a lot until he starts playing regularly uh, and developing. Because that's where he's at. And if you guys are Patreon members, you know, from my talk with Brian about a month ago on the Shameless Packers podcast, he's at a point in his career, he needs to play. He needs to play to get better. Now, whether that's going to happen in Green Bay or someone else, somewhere else next season, that remains to be seen. But um, most of what he can do sitting on a bench and getting practice reps throughout the week, getting some time in preseason, etc., it's all well and good. And he's certainly taken those lessons, and he seems to be progressing each and every summer. But now he has to play. And we'll see where that happens, whether it's in Green Bay next year or someplace else. But uh, that is where he's at. Joey, thanks for the Super Chat. Why can't we have a Wildcat formation? I'm sure they could, Joey. They absolutely could. Uh, will they? I doubt it. 
We'll see. Is Woodman still stocked with carry the G? Tom, I don't know if it's stocked in the sense of having a lot of it, but they should have some. Yes, both in Green Bay and Appleton, as far as I know. Travis, thanks for the super chat. Do they pick up Love's fifth year option? That is part of the uh, part of the conversation, right? I, I think a big, 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 big question that Brian and Aaron and Mark and everybody will be wrestling with this offseason is if Aaron does decide to return, and there's that's no guarantee either. Um, I don't think so. You know, I think uh, they shop him and move him, but we'll see. Many, many levels. A lot going on there. Travis, thank you for the super chat. Oh, I got that one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Got that one. Mario, thank you for the super chat. Hey, Nags, going to be at the game, but what would be your five important players for this game for us to win? I'm hoping for a win. Hey, Mario, you and everyone who supports the Green Bay Packers, hoping for that. Five important players. Aaron Rodgers, A number one. Got to be, no question about it. Um, Aaron Jones, number two. Uh, I'll say Keyshawn Nixon, because he'll most likely have to get thrown into the fire as the slot guy, and I think he's going to play a lot. And I have little doubt that Dallas will try to target him. Uh, how many is that? Three? Uh, four. I'm going to go with... I mean... It's kind of a toss-up between David Bakhtiari or um, Yash Nyman. You know, wherever Micah Parsons is, that guy, whoever is having to deal with him, you know that is that is a big, big component of this game. Um, and then fifth, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Kenny Clark because he needs to bust out of a mini slump. He's he's kind of having these last couple games. He hasn't. Hasn't played up to his usual standard, and they need him to, 100%. Got to start whooping ass there against the Cowboys front. Uh, Good Life Designs. Thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it. Uh, Who else we got? Johnny Rivers. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. If Aaron Rodgers still has a vintage God Mode game in him with this team, you know he's going to use it to prevent McCarthy from getting over on him. Uh, uh, That's a double-edged sword, right? Because, yes, 100%, you want that Jordan mentality, right, that, jo- that Rodgers has had his entire career. But with this supporting cast in this offense, that could be a recipe for disaster, trying to press, trying to do too much. But I hear you. Yes, please. Good Lord, from your comment to the football God's ears, let's let's make it happen. Uh, too old for this. What's up? Thanks for the super chat. Whoever voted Chris Evans sexiest man alive clearly hasn't seen Corey Banky rat- ranting about punters. That's a good one. Or, I have never seen Matt LaFleur. Ed Pierce, thanks for Super Chat. Always liked Mike, but to see him upset at losing this Sunday won't bother me at all. Go Pack Go. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I mean, obviously he wants to win the game. That's his job. But uh, I think he seems to be already, early in the week, very, very appreciative of his time in Green Bay and what it means to come back and be the coach of the Cowboys coming into Lambeau Field. I mean, it's not all, none of that is lost on Mike, but yeah, no, send him home, pack him with an L. I'm all for it, 100%. Let's go. <laughs> Paul, Paul says, start love and all the rookies. I mean, they're starting a bunch of the rookies already, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen there, Paul. Joe's Home Theater, thanks for the super chat. The story about Vikings legend Brett Favre seems to keep getting worse and worse 
Also, send some carry the G to Detroit for me. You're in Detroit. You can get to Wisconsin. Come on, buddy. You're closer to the carry the G than I am. You got to make that happen for yourself. Got to manifest it. And yeah, the Brett Favre stuff just <sighs> so disappointing. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Manifesting McCarthy failed surprise on side. Who knows what tricks Mike has in store for the Green Bay Packers? I will say, one of the things that I keep <laughs> kind of remembering in my head about Mike's time in Green Bay at the start of every season, you know, especially when I was on the beat when Mike was still the coach. You always have to give your season prediction, right? And I still do that. I still give a season prediction before the season. Um, and I remember saying, it might have it might have been when I off the beat, actually. It might have been when I was back on transplants. But at some point, I remember saying, you know, Mike is good for, like, completely, like, whatever you thought their record was going to be, with 11 and 5, 12 and 6, whatever, always take one W and make it an L off of whatever your initial thinking is because Mike was always good for one kind of classic McCarthy lose a game they had no business losing almost every year. Almost every year. So I'm just hoping this is the game because the Cowboys are a better team. They're playing better. Now they're coming off a bye, so who knows what they look like. But, yeah, this is a game the Cowboys probably should win. It certainly seems like Vegas agrees. So hopefully they have a classic McCarthy game and he costs them the contest. I'm all for that. All for it. Amar, what's up, buddy? How you doing? So I know what it is. I haven't done a super chat in a while. I'm back and we need a fucking win. Listening to Rodgers, I agree. We're beating ourselves. But what is it going to take for Rodgers to remember Aaron Jones is the way? I don't think Aaron ever knew that. I think he gave a nice little quip at his locker last week about it, but... I think Aaron wants the offense to run through him. And hell, you know, I'm, I'm, he's paid 50 mil. It stands to reason he wants to be the focal point, right? I mean, it should be Aaron Jones. But yeah, they are beating themselves. There's no doubt about it. Now, I do like it when he's on McAfee and he says, you know, well, we're just beating ourselves. And he talks about how they marched up and down the field, 400 yards of offense, etc. Well, okay, yeah. You did march up and down the field. You were in position to score several times. But yeah, something happened. What was that? Huh. It's a tough one. I'll have to get to the bottom of that. I'm going to have to do some deep dive in the tape study to figure out what it was that caused the Packers to beat themselves when they were all over the up and down the field, moving the football, no problems. Red zone seemed to be an issue. I can't quite put my finger on what happened, though. Amar again. Look at this. He's just throwing it around. I need Savage to the slot. Micah at safety. McDuffie on all run plays. Bring back mesh. Moving the sticks and just taking what the defense gives you. Wow. A lot going on there, bud. All right. Savage to the slot. I know I keep seeing that and keep seeing it. I don't think it's going to happen. Is that something, you know, that they had planned on at any point this year? I know, yes, you have to adjust to injuries, but, you know, Savage has run some plays in the slot at times, but that's never been a base of what they want to do going back to the summer, you know, for whatever they've repped and installed, etc. Um, as far as, uh, you know, getting Abernathy out there, I'm, I think we're a long way away from that. I mean, maybe Ford gets a few more reps there. Um, but I, I do love McDuffie on all run plays. So, Amar, is the opponent telling you, okay, this is a run play? That's part of the, you know, chess match, right? 
personnel matchups and what are their tendencies and you don't know when they're going to run i mean there are more run heavy downs heavy larger percentages where okay this is typically where the opponent likes to run the ball etc but that doesn't automatically mean they're going to run it what if you get out there on one of those run downs and all of a sudden they go play action i mean i hear you you like his physicality you like his you know flying to the ball i get it man i i feel it i'm right there with you there's a little bit more to it vex thanks to the super chat also i can't wait for you to have to be discussing draft by Thanksgiving, LOL. I ain't discussing no draft. I'm discussing the game that they have to go 1-0 and on. That is it. That's what I discuss in season. You all can have fun with the draft. Man, you just have a great time. I'll talk about the draft when it's time to talk about the draft. I ain't talking about no fucking draft during the regular season. Get out of here with that nonsense. Mm-mm. No way. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. What's up with Rogers' comment on the trade deadline? I know we have a better shot with our poor record on the waiver wire after the deadline. Is that what he meant? Brandon, I got to admit, I have no idea. I thought I was having a stroke listening to that. I, I have no clue. Maybe he's thinking baseball? Is there an uh, NBA rule like that? I have no idea. But no, you can't trade after the trade deadline. I have zero idea what he's talking about. So maybe he just had a brain fart, or maybe it's one of his multi... I My guess is he had a brain fart, but now he'll play it off tomorrow at his locker when he's asked about it, if he gets asked about it. He'll be, like, joking and saying, like, he's playing some, like, 4D chess, like, inside joke with somebody. So that'd be my, my guesswork. But no, yeah, no, I have no idea what that was about. That was beyond bizarre. Uh, Colonel. Flom, what's up, man? Going to the game on Sunday and hope the crowd gives Big Mike the warm reception he deserves. After kickoff, the gloves come off. Perfect attitude. I'm right there with you. I don't think my co-founder shares your sentiments, but I'm right there with you. Too old for this. Thanks, buddy. Is McCarthy calling plays for both teams Sunday? Well, he doesn't call the plays for the Cowboys, so no. But he might be uh, influencing the game on the Packers sideline, given all the spread formations they run. What else we got? How bad is Roger's thumb? We don't know. We'll see if he practices tomorrow. Um, I know sure seems to be affecting him. We all saw the hit. Uh, Jersey Al wrote something pretty interesting on cheeseheadtv.com. If you look at the three plays that make you go, hmm, uh, post that is up right now on the homepage. Uh, his third play is interesting. There's something I had noticed. Like when far, uh, far when Rogers gets hit on the touchdown pass, He's on the carpet, on the floor there, you know, the, the the turf. And I think it's DeGuara helps him up on, with the hand that is hurt. And as Rodgers is rising up and getting up, he pulls back. He's not even fully up yet from DeGuara. And that's and he goes, ah, like, like DeGuara grabbing it and pulling it sure seemed like it really, really hurt. So I suspect it's not great. Uh, my guess is that that thumb is probably uh, a bigger deal than he wants to let on. And I don't think he's ever going to want to use it as an excuse, and that's the correct attitude. But yeah, it's you can't ignore it. It's definitely definitely there and causing causing discomfort and problems. Brandon, thanks for the super chat. Saw someone post Quay Walker should be moved to edge rusher. What are your thoughts? I don't think we drafted him for that. 
Well, he did some of that at Georgia, and we've seen him in spurts utilized along the edge, both like traditional edge and then also blitzing from his inside backer position to the edge. Um, I, I doubt they move him full time. That would be a big, big surprise. But it's certainly something where if you want to utilize his speed, his athleticism, his ability to get after the quarterback, you probably will see a few more blitzes dialed up that are specifically designed. Uh, we saw a few of those in Washington um, that are like literally meant for that whoever's playing the outside to kind of push the tackle in and get a, get a corner for him to go around. You know, he's so quick, you know, you can, you can make some hay with that. So um, I doubt, uh, again, I highly doubt they move him to edge in any meaningful way, like full-time role. But I think they'll try to utilize his ability a little bit more just because got to generate that pass rush. And I think Barry, we're going to see more of him. Uh, maybe Ladarius Hamilton comes up off the practice squad. I think you'll see a lot of Garvin on early downs, but you got to get after that QB. You got to affect the, the quarterback, got to affect the pocket and Quay Walker kind of unleashing his speed and physicality. I like that idea. Uh, I was shocked to see how many Packers former players and coaches are on the Cowboys staff. Yeah, it's it's an old reunion down there with Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, that makes sense to me anyway. I mean, Mike's bringing in his people, and as he should. That's part of the gig of being a head coach, right? I love that Joe Witt's down there, you know? I love that Rob Davis is down there. Scott Tolzien is down there, you know? It's like, yeah, it's a bit of a reunion. I don't hate it. Scotty P, thanks to the super sticker. Really appreciate it. The old clip of Mike McCarthy about what it's like being in Green Bay during the whole trade deadline is priceless, and now is one of my favorite Packers clips. Yeah, Nick. It, I mean, it made me laugh that day. It's made me laugh every year at the trade deadline because it absolutely nails it. It's It's the perfect distillation of what Green Bay in 1265 is like at the trade deadline. Although I will I will say this. I will say it in Brian's defense, because I know a lot of people are out for blood, blah, blah, blah. I saw that report this morning. The Packers offered up a first-round pick for DJ Moore. This is after uh, they also offered that second-round pick for Chase Claypool. I mean, it ain't like Brian was out here whistling Dixie. Not like he wasn't on the phone trying to make something happen. I don't know what you know people want. You, know, you want to give a first for Chase Claypool? Hell no. He's supposed to offer two firsts or DJ Moore? Hell no. So I I get it's frustrating, but it's not like Brian wasn't like active, and that's pretty much all you can ask for. It does take two to tango. You can't just press a button and make a trade happen. This ain't Madden. So just wanted to make sure that gets kind of put on the record, so to speak. JJ. 9,000. What's up? Thanks for the super chat. Is, quote, the thumb not the perfect face-saving excuse to shut 12 down for the season once mathematically eliminated? Hashtag love season is coming. Short answer, yes. Yes, it is. Um, I do not doubt that we will see that. <coughs> Sorry, guys. We'll see that at some point down the stretch if that happens. Um, the season Once the season is, quote, over as far as their ability to get into the playoffs, I don't know if it happens right away, but yes, that that would be something I would I would expect we see. Al Harris is the cornerbacks coach. Yes, he is Christopher. That's right. Matt Lafleur only knows his scheme. He doesn't game plan based upon the upcoming opponent. Uh, that's not true, Bradley. I mean, I think I know what you're referencing as far as how he's talked about not being someone who tries to like 
vastly alter what he wants to do week to week, depending on the opponent. But they certainly draw up game plans that are opponent-specific. How they like to play, situationally what they like to do, their scheme tendencies and situations, etc. Like that, that's coaching. That's game planning. You don't just grab a bunch of plays and go, we're going to run these. Like that ain't what happened. That's not it. Don't get that twisted. Do I think they can compete in the next three weeks? I don't care about the next three weeks. All I care about is this Cowboys game. And yes, I think they can compete. Now, it's going to take a lot for them to get a W on Sunday. There is no doubt about it. They're going to have to play one of, if not their best, complete, full game. And they're going to have to probably get a bounce to go their way at some point. And hey, stranger things have happened, right? But there's not a whole lot out there right now sitting on the tape or looking back throughout, going even go back to the summer, that can make you say, you know what? I trust this team to flip the switch here Sunday in Lambeau. I mean, any given Sunday. But man, yeah, it's going to take everybody. Everybody look in the mirror. Everybody coming to do their job. The mental mistakes got to be cut way down. Win that turnover battle, you got a chance. And that's what that's what it is, is a chance. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Are the leaks about Packers attempted trades coming from the Packers? If so, what is the motivation? We'll never know. I highly doubt it. I know everyone assumes it's Goody because he wants people to know that he's, that's the theory, right? That, oh, look, I tried. That would be the theory that you're talking about. What is the motivation? More often than not, though, these things come from agents. And it's mostly keeping good relationships with the scoop guys, whether it's Rappaport or Schefter or whoever. The agents will say, while they're talking about some other piece of news or some other client, they'll say, oh, yeah, and did, you know, did anyone else call about your guy? Oh, yeah, the Packers did. You know, that happens all the time. So that is my that would be my suspicion. And I know it doesn't matter. Everyone's going to assume the Packers leaked it. But as a practice, that is not something they do a lot of. And I know it's not Goody style to do so. I'd be surprised if it was Goody. But I know, like I said, everyone I everyone will just assume it was the Packers. So you just roll on. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. Rodgers is playing poor, but Herman posted his grades and noted how he turned it around in 2021. Would be nice. Appreciate what you do. Thanks, bud. Um, yeah, he did. He absolutely did. I, I was just talking about this on the radio with Drew and KB. We've seen him have poor starts before that have turned into really good seasons. I mean, 2016 is the obvious one. It's so funny. Everyone remembers run the table, but no one really talks about how poorly he played the first half of that season. Now, that was a while ago, right? But to your point, last year. And that was something uh, I think Drew was talking about. The accuracy, the thumb, like, oh, he's so off. Well, he's been off before. He's just had guys to help help him out. You know, we got to start getting some guy. I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up because I, I do want to address something that was in my mentions forever after that game. Uh, someone had noted, I don't know who it is, so I'm sorry I can't name you, but or maybe you prefer that. Someone had mentioned how the camera caught Aaron Rodgers saying, catch the ball, you motherfucker, after I believe it was the throw to Samari Torre, where he gets out on the edge, whips it out. There, and yes, yes, it's low and on the ground in front of Torre. 
We've seen guys make that catch hundreds of times in Green Bay. Even if it is low and in front of them. You get down, you work way, you work your way back to the ball, you get on the ground, you get your arms underneath it, and you make the catch. We've seen that happen. This is not some he's not asking for a miracle here. And yes, there he goes, and it doesn't happen, it's incomplete, and he goes, God, it's the ball, you motherfucker. And you move on to the next play. It is not in any way, shape, or form a big deal. It is not even a slight on Torre. It's just he's a he's frustrated. And he's playing fucking football. It's not the ice capades. Yeah. He was upset. He's allowed to be. But my God, I had a thread. I finally had to do that thing. I never do this, but I had to do that leave conversation thing on Twitter because I'm just like, people are going back and forth and just talking about Rogers and his character and what it means. And like, Oh, he's always supposed to supposedly has like this positive mindset. And like, this clearly shows like he's so full of shit or whatever. It's like, what the fuck are we talking about? Twitter has fucking melted our brains with this shit. And the, the just absolute minutia and picking apart a three second video of a guy getting frustrated for a second after a play on a football field, like, yo, Yo, what are we doing? I mean, you guys know I don't give Rodgers a pass for shit that matters, but that shit doesn't matter at all. And then in the fourth quarter, what were there? I didn't see that clip posted on that same thread where Rodgers, you know, walks around the bench and sits down there with his young receivers, starts talking to him, blah, blah, blah. Yes, after the plays are over and you're on the sideline, you've cooled down a little bit. He goes and he talks to his guys, as he should. But because he got frustrated while playing football, people can lose their minds. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not, it's like, a, it's a mentality. It's a worldview. I don't know what it is. But man, people got to learn, especially with escapist entertainment like fucking football, let that which does not matter truly slide. Lord. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Do reports of trade interest in players increase the player's value? Well, in the conversation, no doubt about it. As far as, well, so-and-so is on the, on the horn. He's ready to give me a third-round pick. Well, we'll give you a second-round pick. I mean, in that sense, yeah. But inherently, like, throughout their career, not really. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Adjusted for roster around him, I think he was playing worse to start 2016. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd agree with that up until this past week. This past week was bad. And that's what's frustrating is like he played better in Washington and then he played better in Buffalo. And I thought, I thought at the time, and I think I tweeted this, it's like, you know, we've seen this. Like he has a, a kind of a slow start to the season, and then now he's starting to put some performances together. And I thought going into Detroit with their terrible defense, okay, now we're ready to cook. And it all came crashing down. I mean, yes, they moved the ball. Kudos for that, but man, you can't throw the game away. Not against that team. That's what was so frustrating. Johnny, thanks for the super chat. I hope Kenny does Dak like Luke's gunner got got. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Dave, thanks for the super chat. This Packers season may drive me off Twitter before Elon. Ooh, baby. 
yeah, we'll we'll see you back for the draft. It's all good. Uh, you speak to my soul. It's I just I can't, man. The picking apart of every single fucking molecule of our existence is just it's gonna it's gonna drive me to drink. Oh wait, here it goes. Uh-huh. That's good stuff. All right, buddy. I'm gonna have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers, letting me rant a little bit. Really appreciate it. Packers will be back on the practice field tomorrow. We got Packer transplants live tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you are a Carry the G Club member or a Patreon member, we got the happy hour coming up. Our weekly happy hour kicks off in about a half hour. So the link for that is in the community page here on YouTube or on the Patreon page. I'll see you there. In the meantime, please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh.